Hello and welcome to Movie of the Year, the only podcast on the internet that has the science and the screaming to determine what is the best movie of any given year. My name is Ryan and I am here to be the first one to let you know that the year that we're talking about is not 2019. With me as always is Greg. (gasps) Greg, we're not talking about 2019. It feels pretty good, Ryan. It's it's oh, nice man. to get to talk about something other than the last okay year. <laughs> I'm so, I, I got so tired. I I just don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, and we honestly we don't have to. But we are right now, and I but feel like we got After this, we will never again talk about 2019. It's I just think that's done. great. Uh, also with us is the one, the only Mike. Is that? Am I reading that correctly? Yep. I'm the only Mike that's ever Mike. <laughs> I just I didn't know if you had like a weird pronunciation to your name. Mikay. Like do you like that better? I mean, that's the fam- how my family says it when they yell at me and use their hands emphatically. Hey, it's a Mike. Yeah. But you can Michelangelo. call me Michelangelo. <laughs> no, no, no. Mike, we're, we're beginning an arduous journey through mm. 1985. At what point do you think that we'll be as tired of 85 as we are of 2019? Right? Shit. I was not supposed to talk about it, uh, of a the, different year. The year that must not be named. Uh, I think six weeks from now, we're going to be like, I'm so sick of neon. I'm so sick of everybody's big hair. I will, and... I will never get sick of neon. That's, <laughs> no? that's not going to happen, no. I'm going to be really sick of like, we love the cringe award. We love it, don't we, folks? But we when did. a whole movie is a cringe award, I think we're going to get real <laughs> sick of that. Uh so it, it'll be interesting. I'm excited. This is the first year I was not born in that we're going to dive into. So I'm just going to learn history. Uh, yes. These are all historical <laughs> dramas that we're going to watch about the, the Two, year. 2019, we would be like, well, you know, there was that one time that one character said something that made me feel a little uncomfortable. For movies of the 80s, it's like, yeah, the, like 90% of this movie is just awful. Did they the should not have made this. Rape? It's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, you can just punch girls and the cocaine. Like I'm the hero. I'm the Peter Parker, and then just snort, snort, snort as much as possible. There are so many words that if you got in a time machine and went back to 1985, and when people use them, you said, "Actually, we don't say that." They would be like, <laughs> "What are you even talking about? <laughs> we don't say what?" <laughs> uh, we did 88 a couple seasons ago, and I think that it's a very different year than 85 because 88 was getting closer to figuring out like blockbusters and mainstream movies. Uh-huh. Looking at the bracket, I think it's a weird mixture of if you're going to be good, you're going to be boring. Uh, if you're going to be even mediocre, you're going to be boring. And the list sort of becomes uh, kids' movies that we just can't get away from and all of these like cult films that we have now moved past whatever the Oscars. There's a movie that won Oscars called The Trip to Bountiful, guys, in 85. How many times have you seen that movie? It's about old ladies in a lake. Negative 10. Negative 10 times. This is the first I've heard of it. Did they mean to get in that lake? <laughs> no, they... <laughs> Did they, like, they were, fall into the lake? They were trying to get their newspaper boy money, and they <laughs> fell off a cliff into the lake. Old ladies, stay out of the lake. What are you doing? Yeah, there's crocodiles I, there. I just, Like, in 88, we talked about Roger Rabbit and Die Hard and Beetlejuice and all these huge movies i take in, your your point ryan it to, in 85 you look at these movies and if they're for kids then they're stupid pieces of crap because kids don't know what good is 
And at some point around like 88, people decided like, well, you could still make the movie good. Like it could still like appeal to children, but maybe like also there could be something for people that like some kids are smart. So maybe we should also try to entertain those kids and some of your slower adults. (laughs) (laughs) Your sloths, if you will. Um, Do you guys think that those movies are just going to get trashed by us? Are you nervous about that? Like the kids movie? Like like if a movie like Legend makes it in? Yeah. Like, I I mean, I I think that... And what I worry about is like that we won't have anything interesting to trash it with because it's just going to be like they didn't try. They made it for dummies and it's bad. But I think it'll be interesting because the 80s is a weird decade, even though uh, it set the template grossly for our current economic terrible situation and the myths of how uh, political parties are run. Uh, people think the 80s were great, even though terrible cocaine, terrible violence all the time. We just pretend like, wasn't it everything great then? A uh, radical restructuring of the tax code, like a radical <laughs> redistribution of wealth from like poorest to the, the richest. Uh, thank you. I'm going to argue my mom the next time she talks about redistribution of wealth. I'm like, well, in the 80s. Uh, and because you should, dude. Look- tell, her to look at, tell her to look at the tax rates from 50s to the 60s and the 70s to the <laughs> 80s for the people that had the most money. People- and that's the thing is that it all changed in the 80s, and it was terrible. And now in 2020, it's been long enough since the 80s where people forget how terrible it was. And now we've just switched like, no, it's great. Let's do it again. And well, people I- are like, well, we can't go back. We can't go back to the way it was. Why not? Why can't we go why, back to the not? way it was? For the we did that already. Uh, but but with that mentality, uh, there is this like rose-colored hue on the 80s that people get pissed if you maybe suggest a movie they loved from the 80s isn't as good as they think it was. So I'm, ver- I'm fucking slavering to take down some of these kids' movies. That's the thing is that people who grew up with Nashville and Taxi Driver – uh, and if we were like, those were the kids' movies of the seventies. Uh huh. Seventies was a rough time in the film industry. And if we shit on those, people who grew up with those movies are like, okay, I get it. That's that's kind of cool. But this is the start of if you shit on what I grew up on, you're saying that I am a terrible person, mm-hmm. and I will literally pull a knife and throw it at you. These I'm are the not Snyder sure what Cup knives fans. Do. Yes. Who do, who think that the the Goonies, just to pick something at random, uh, belong up there with? You know, some of the greatest movies of all time. And to think that they're like childhoods or some weird sort of like sacrosanct, like almost like religious thing Mm -hmm. where it's like, I mean, I remember hearing like adult grown men say of that Ghostbusters movie from like from 2014 or whatever, like, keep your hands off my childhood. (laughs) Dude, really? What the crap are you even talking about? Yeah, that's that's insane. like the most what, what a, a humiliating s- thing to say to everybody. And, and like so when the boomers shit on our generation, we're like that's dumb. But then you hear people our peers say that and you're like, "Nah, I get it." <laughs> they, we really like, do need a new Vietnam to thin out our ranks. <laughs> oh, has the forever war not been enough? <laughs> yeah, uh we get shit for not caring about stuff, but imagine if you cared about stuff so much that you would like spend your life on the internet screaming at people who enjoy female ghostbusters if we move that up a little bit for me it would be a movie full of female ninja turtles and Uh i gotta say i would not care or watch or it probably would not even hit my radar like how does this matter to you i say i honestly like that idea i say what you do is do like a gwen stacy thing she Mm -hmm. in another dimension gets hit with the sludge she becomes the hero and she's like you know april mutant ninja turtle and then there's like a whole side thing about that gwendolyn april mutant ninja turtle there you go at law i love it 
Uh, we are tasked with not just deciding the best movie of 1985, the most 85 movie of 1985, but trying to figure out uh, who was right, who was wrong, and if we have too much attachment to these movies. Uh, or maybe we can let a couple of good movies in and see if they take the whole bracket down. Real quick, before we get to the bracket, uh, what does it mean to be an 85 movie in your guys' head? Before we even start watching this shit, just like in your imagination, based on uh, what you've heard, what does it mean to be a movie in 1985? I do. I, I think a big part of it is taking down the establishment. It is like anti-authoritarian, not anti-authoritarian, anti-authority, even though it's always like a white kid who's pretty privileged, who's like, people tell me what to do, and that's horse shit. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like that is huge in 85 films. Yeah, I think that there is a return to a lot of these stories about kids figuring things out. Like, I mean, that every generation has that, but the 80s seem to have a lot of it, and I think it's because the culture was digesting like the way in which the government apparatus was being like dismembered and like the whole swaths of like government programs were being taken away and people that like needed the assistance of the government were being denied it. And so there was like this topsy turvy, like that the people who suddenly were being lauded were like these wall street guys. And the people who were suddenly being abandoned were like the, the weakest and the most defenseless parts of society at the same time. And so then you get a lot of narratives about, kids who are like Alice in Wonderland style stories about like not having any guidance and so trying to like go into this world and set it right and like figure it out and none of the thi- none of the things in the world make sense and then a-, a kid trying to navigate that and I think it's because society like basically was completely topsy-turvy at this point yeah it's basically a whole year of kids kids bop sex pistols right <laughs> where we-, we just ran it through this filter that is appropriate for kids and then the other crazy thing too is that uh all kids were fighting against Wall Street people in kids' movies, and all adult movies were about how Wall Street people were normal and awesome and also uh-huh. heroic. And th- both of those things are going to come to a head. Also, guys, this might be the season where we do have... I don't, I don't want to say the most nudity, because it's not going to be about butts and penises and vaginas. It's just going to be about boobs. Are you boobs. ready to step into that world? I am, man. I'm ready to have a, a best sex category that isn't just like three <laughs> so really <awful>. disturbing things. <laughs> I think the 80s almost got it. The 80s, a time of excess, and so, like, nudity plays into that. I wish it could be just a little more celebratory and less, like, predatory, but the 80s, it seemed like there's a smarminess to it, and it's always just totally shoehorned into the, into the scene or into the background of some weird party that happens out of nowhere. When we come back, we're going to take the bracket down from 16 movies to the eight that are actually going to get shows. Every season of Movie of the Year, each of the three of us get to choose an off-bracket movie to then shove into the bracket, and probably at way too high of a seed. My movie was Pritzi's Honor as the 16th seed. It's the uh, John Huston movie where Jack Nicholson and his daughter Angelica Huston fall in love in the movie and outside of the movie. It's a legendary movie, uh, not just because of how good it is, but also because, uh, you know, off-camera... Apparently, there was a couple of parties going on with Jack in 1985, guys, believe it or not. No. He seems My like such mo- a sedate. <laughs> calm He's mellow. Oh, no, I meant book reading parties. Like, they would oh, all read. Sure, yeah, sure. it's like book clubs. Um, my movie is going up against Back to the Future. Do you guys oh. want to vote for me because we're friends? Oof. Greg, one of us should, right? I, I, let if me one of you do, then I'm going to vote with them. Oh, shit. No, wait. Never mind. Out. Never mind. Let me put it this way. I I do want to do that, 
but I will not be doing that. There's just no way. I'm so like when you pitched this season to us, Ryan, you said, like, you know, I think we're gonna do 1985. This this was the movie. Like I was like, okay, good, because then I can watch Back to the Future. I as an adult, I can literally watch Back to the Future anytime I want, but I choose not to. But when you presented me with the choice of what year we would do, this was the only movie I really thought about. And it's, it's not perfect- Pritzy's honor, Ryan. It's not Pritzy's Whoa. honor. Oh, I thought that whole buildup was to Pritzy's honor. <laughs> Pritzy's honor. It's it's the perfect time traveling movie in that it's not that all the time traveling makes sense, but a lot of it does not, and you just don't care. And yeah. All all I want is for you to have like questions pop up and then just not ask them. That's that's when time traveling is at its best. Because so much else is going on, you don't have time to say this time traveling doesn't make sense. It is that there is shenanigans and tomfoolery and how fun it is, is to almost hit your dad as he falls out of a tree and potential incest which we thought was like so weird at the time but now it's got it. just like a staple of entertainment like if you're gonna well, have entertainment you're gonna have a little incest in there i i think pornhub <laughs> owes this movie 10 percent of its <laughs> yearly revenue for sure also such a clever name back to the future when i was a kid i took that for granted but that's what they yeah. gotta do they're, they're stuck in the past and they gotta get back to the future it's, it's just great it, it's it's borderline james bond title like <laughs> uh live to die for death again like that doesn't make sense james bond but this one back to the future that is good also we're gonna get a chance to talk about the car the delorean and uh-huh. it's such an interesting car and that is such an interesting story looked so cool was probably the biggest piece of shit of all time i mean not to turn this into an i love the 80s episode on vh1 but can you sum up 1985 more in that, what is that weird thing? It looks cool, so dumb. Why would it exist? <laughs> 85. <laughs> All right, let's go to a vote, I guess. Greg, Pritzy's Honor or Back to the Future? In the Patreon show, you really sold Pritzy's Honor, and this is like a great time to watch a Jack Nicholson movie. Like, this is a great era of his career. But Back to the Future, what can you do? I thought, like, I lucked out in my movie going up against the number one seat. You know, like, that just sucks. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, I would like to watch Pritzy's Honor someday, not for this show, and never with you. Back <laughs> to the future. And I will never tell you that I have done that. <laughs> cool. Uh, your next matchup is the eight versus nine battle, the, poss- the like the closest any battle can possibly be. Number eight is After Hours, Martin Scorsese's movie about one crazy-ass night in, I believe, Los Angeles, but probably New York because it's Martin Scorsese. Your number nine movie is Reanimator, the cult horror film about a guy's head who goes down on a girl. I believe I'm reading this correctly. <laughs> Thumbs down emoji. To the whole thing? To, to, to the whole battle. To, the to re- going down on girls? No, Ryan, that's DJ not nice. Collins. That's no. You guys are both being very mean right now. <laughs> I don't like that Reanimator exists, and I would like it to go away forever. It is... Good for you, Reanimator. You got to hear. But come on, we can't say Scorsese goes away because Reanimator moves on. Mike, let's be honest though. Like you knew, you've seen Reanimator. You know what a cult classic it is. You've heard of Martin Scorsese. Had you heard of After Hours before today? Only. And here's the Martin Scorsese movie you've never seen. <laughs> it's on all those lists. Over Kundun. <laughs> oh, everybody loves Kundun. Also, big Kundun household. Were you not? Ryan, I haven't seen Animator. So I feel like I would be just way too confused to try to watch Reanimator. Oh, classic. That is classic. Uh, actually, now I want to put After Hours versus the thing that Greg just said and see what moves on. Um, 
Yeah, I, like, I, I'm too much of a Scorsese head to, like, really fight for Reanimator. I do think it is an important movie of 85, but if I'm arguing for it, I'm lying For if I'm arguing for Reanimator. So, uh, Greg, why don't you and me go, and then Mike doesn't have to. Greg, I, what do you think? The one thing I said about the show is that I promised you I will never lie to you, and it would be a lie to put Reanimator up there. So instead, I'm going to put up After Hours, a movie that I never knew existed, but I actually am legit excited to see. For all of you non-Patreon listeners, uh, in the Patreon prequel to this show, uh, we had Rocky Four, one of the most iconic 85 movies, going up against an Agnes Varda drama. And Greg just said, I understand what the show is. Fuck Rocky Four. I'm going with the Agnes Varda movie. Yeah, I've got a weird energy today. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think Reanimator probably is more 1985 than After Hours is, but let's save that argument for a later battle and just let After Hours move on. All right, guys, this is when it gets fucking crazy. Your number four seed is the Goonies. Your number 13 seed is the Color Purple. We have already talked about how important and well-made the Color Purple is. It's a Steven Spielberg movie starring Whoopi Goldberg and Oprah about slavery based on an incredible novel by Alice Walker versus your number four seed, The Goonies. So remember where I said we should probably have that fight later? <laughs> uh, did you mean three seconds from now? I think later just came. Uh, it, I think The Goonies is dumb. I'm historically on it is not as good as Monster Squad. Uh, I think people who love it and define their personalities by it are fools. You should obviously define your personality by the Monster Squad instead. Uh... But it is 1985 as fuck, more than any other movie, except perhaps the number one seed we've already talked about. Oh, I will say that uh, when I was talking about how 85, quote-unquote, good movies, award grabbers, I was mostly talking about, like, Out of Africa, of which 85 has a lot of. I do think that The Color Purple is a whole step above that. Like, it's it's awards grabby, if we're going to be honest. Like, it knows it's important, but... I do think there's much more filmmaking here than out of Africa. That being said, I don't think I am arguing for it. Uh, oh, man. I don't know. Like, we got to figure out why exactly we have this show. And I think what, not just this show, but, like, specifically this season of this show. Because this is, like, a, a legit dilemma. Like, Goonies wasn't very, was very important to us, as were our childhoods. But it... <laughs> The show would not be as interesting as as the show about the color purple would be. It's it's a way worse movie, obviously, which I know nobody's arguing that Goonies is a better movie than the color purple. Like, it feels like a real missed opportunity not to do a show about the color purple. And what is the Goonies like? What do we have to say about the Goonies show? Like, what are the questions of that going to be like? What what's the in depth conversation going to be like? Aren't we going to be talking about basically a two dimensional cartoon? Taste buds, I ask you this. Baby Ruth should be more famous than Snickers. Baby Ruth is a better candy bar than Snickers. All right. See, now we have a conversation going. <laughs> We're doing it. I mean, uh, Goonies made us who we are back. It's true that we never say die. We <laughs> never, we never say die. We all do the truffle shuffle every day. That's it's our how meeting we have ritual. To move. <laughs> but it just, and also like, I, not to be this guy, but isn't it kind of offensive to be like, we're going to watch Goonies instead of the color purple? Like, to have these two movies squaring off against each other, it feels like I've, I've never been so in touch with the white guyness of this show. 
But is it offensive just to move the color purple on because it's about black people, even though it shouldn't move on? Not, not unless it, it's a like amazing movie. If it's an amazing movie that is food for a lot of interesting conversation, then I think that that like that qualifies it. If it sucked, then I would be like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, it sucks. Like if it was Amistad. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't want to push it forward just based on content. I want to push it forward on the fact that like there are several moments in this that in the color purple that are like laugh out loud funny or like deeply emotional and upsetting. It seems to like capture more of the human experience. I mean, it's than Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that Goonies is important in another way. It just seems like it's important in a much less important way. <laughs> but it can be one that is like a lot more like intrinsic to what this show does and what we're what we're making here together. And we've always kind of like talked about what the show is while we made it. So I don't know, is it like is it more important for us to talk about the Goonies because that's that's what made the three of us who we are or is it more important to talk about a movie that you know deals with the original sin of America and like tries to to digest that a little bit. All right. Greg, what is your vote? <laughs> well, since I filled up that whole segment, I'm going to say the color purple. Mike? Greg made such compelling arguments. and I My heart it. is racing right now. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 man, for all the reasons Greg said, that makes me want to say a color purple, but I feel like this and Back to the Future define 1985, so I have to say Goonies, hoping you'll now vote for the color purple, Ryan. I will say that there's a higher seed than four seed uh, from the Goonies that I uh, I would I would agree, but color purple is gone. Goonies moves on. We just, we have to stay true to what the show does, and color purple is just not that talked about anymore. You know, like I think we can get more important, not more important, more relevant. Uh, <laughs> there's no good words to say. Well, I one do thing think. That, go, Mike. I, I do think because normally we do stupid fucking movies or fun movies that would never make the bracket uh, for Patreon. But this, let's just do Patreon. Let's decide right yeah, now. Eighty five. There's so many stupid fucking movies we're gonna have to watch for the real <laughs> show. Why don't we do a good movie that's I, important for the Patreon? You won't reg- regret it in terms of a, a viewing experience. Like you know, and and not that anybody argued it that that you wouldn't. But like it is. It's such a good movie. It really is. It's such a very good movie. Let's have the same battle again. Number five is Come and See. The uh, the movie about the kid uh, witnessing all of the horrors of war versus your twenty first seed, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> well, now seeds come into play, and come and see is a a German film. I uh, I believe so. Let me check. And and Pee Wee's Big Adventure is a make also German film. also German. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is tough. I I think what is going through my head. Recently, I, what drew me to the 85 season is movies like Back to the Future, Goonies, and Pee Wee. But then what what has happened as we started to talk about them is just like, that come and see, that sounds so interesting. It sounds like a consciousness-expanding movie. Um, I'm, I know that like there are other movies about the horrors of war, but like it it seems like it could be something that changes how we feel about the world. And that's what's so important and so fun about movies. And that's what's like fun about this show is when we, we talk about stuff like that. And so I just like, I start thinking about like, I love Pee Wee's 
big adventure. It's a fun movie. It's super cool. But like, could we get, like maybe get our teeth into a war retrospective? And then are we like, then is it like, well, why are we doing 85? Because we did 85 so that we could have this fun, you know? Okay. Uh, I love like, the existential crisis Greg's gone through. <laughs> uh, Mike, does this feel like uh, we just made Greg lose, so now we have to give him one? Because yeah, right now, where I'm coming does. from, I think that Pee-wee's Big Adventure is uh, way, way, way more of a well-made, interesting, thoughtful movie than The Goonies. I really do. But if we're talking about iconic, I think that uh, I love Pee-wee's Big Adventure. I, I feel like this is the one to drop. You know, like mm-hmm. take the hit on the color purple, uh, throw it into Patreon, <laughs> get it nominated for Moody's at the end, and run with Come and See. Yeah, I, if I had known this battle was coming up, maybe my vote would have swayed differently last. But yeah, it, it. Let's give Greg that win. Let's have him his consciousness get changed. Come and play. Also, Wait, you know what else makes see? the Come oh. and See? What else makes the the season interesting is where Back to the Future, the number one seed isn't so locked in mm-hmm. we know peewee we know back to the future we know that peewee is great and back to the future is better we fucking throw come and see into the thing who knows what's going to happen who knows and that's what's important is that we don't know what's going to happen especially <laughs> right. coming off of 2019 where <laughs> it felt like the end was just like always known to everybody yeah all right mike it's ba- It's come and see versus Pee Wee's Big Adventure versus Back to the Future. Ultimately, uh, what do you think? Come and see versus Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Come and see, Greg. Come and see, Ryan. All right, Tim Burton, you are out of here for your ninth consecutive season in a row. <laughs> We're gonna take a break. We have four movies. We have Back to the Future, After Hours, The Goonies, and Come and See. They are in the Elite Eight. When we come back, we're going to figure out the rest of them. Three, two, one. Gentlemen, there are eight movies left in only four spots. Before we get to that, do you think that Patreon listeners are bummed? Because usually every year they get a show of us covering a movie like Cats, and now it's the (laughs) color purple. Like, isn't that why they subscribe, is to get one episode of us not talking about a movie like that? But again, this year they're going to get deep dives into Goonies and Back to the Future and four other yeah. dumb, stupid bullshits that are about to happen, I'm sure. it's We we talked about this a little bit in the intro, what the 80s were like. It's a topsy-turvy time, and so the season's going to be topsy-turvy in that we're going to like talk about the fun movies during the season. And one of the ones that... The Color Purple is still a pretty fun movie. Oh, Just yeah. No, it's a laugh riot. The crazy thing is that uh, <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's not eligible for getting movie of the year, but it, that means it's eligible for Moody's. So, so it's gonna take all the action. Watch this movie sweep everything <laughs> and then not win. Uh, it's now time for your second seed versus your 18th seed. It is the Breakfast Club, the movie I was referring to before, where even though it felt hard to kick the Goonies out, I would have loved to do it to the Breakfast Club versus the Return of the Living Dead. You would love to kick the Breakfast Club out. I would love to. Yeah, like the three of us decide that, like you know what, it's it's dumb and it it's time it's has not passed. Dumb. Do you really think it's, it's time a good movie? Not passed. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a well-written movie. It's interesting. It's got compelling characters. Too do bad you, we won't real. dive into it because we're going to do Return of the Living Dead. Do you guys we're ce- not. Do you guys <laughs> ce- no, I guess we are absolutely not going to. Uh, <laughs> do you guys celebrate all of the John Hughes catalog? Do you think that they're all pretty good? 16 Candles, Ferris Bueller, Pretty in Pink? 
I, I think there's definitely a range of good. Uh, is like this the tippy top? This, uh, what, no, the other one you said is the tippy top. Ferris Bueller. But I think this is champing at its heels. And I mean, Ferris Bueller is the one that does the least. You know, it is the most <laughs> yeah. just for laughs movie. And Breakfast Club is say, probably the one that tries to do the most. I am an appreciator of his. I am specifically a fan of this movie. My sister watched it a lot when I was a kid. And I was never super into it. But then my wife and I watched it when we were on vacation. And it was just one of those things like you're in Vegas and you're just like pooped. And so you're just lying on the bed and you're just watching Breakfast Club on TBS. So they're like bleeping out all the bad words and stuff. But that was like the perfect environment to watch this movie. And it, I don't know, it's, it's just, it's very smart. I think that for considering it's a high school movie is very, very smart. But I, I've seen 16 Candles maybe one time. I don't think I've ever seen Pretty in Pink. Um, so like, I'm not really like an OG. I'm not like a major fan of his yeah I, I i think the big difference is that like 16 candles doesn't hold up because of like the egregious asian like how offensive it is to a lot of different things but the breakfast club is weird because there's a lot offensive about it but like it sort of is both of its time like 16 candles claims to be and then also making a statement about things as well mm-hmm. so we should definitely do that show and not the return of the living dead and its characters are doing problematic things. The movie isn't saying, yeah. isn't that a great thing to do? Where with 16 Candles, it's like, isn't that hilarious that this guy's not from here? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine being from some other country? Man, what will they think of next? Does anybody want to vote for Return of the Living Dead? No. All right, no. Breakfast Club moves on. Your next one's crazy. It's the 26th seed out of Africa. One of the most like heralded movies of that year in the time. Versus Mishima a biopic about a Japanese author by Paul Schrader, written and directed, the writer of Taxi Driver, the writer and director of First Reform from a couple years ago, uh, who said, I'm going to make four short films and put them together and make this biopic. Where, I mean, like, wh- have you guys ever, like, been in a conversation with somebody at a party and been like, oh, I've never seen Out of Africa. Damn it. No. Oh. That's... no it's like a punchline of a but, boring movie. Okay. I One of these movies... This Mishima movie sounds so interesting mm-hmm. to me, but one of the criteria definitely is like how eighty five is something. I've ne- like I've never heard of it until right now, and I really want to see it. But I've heard about of Africa. I I have a vague idea of. I'm imagining like a lot of golden light and a lot of like maybe longing. Yeah, like which so- I kind of. I like longing. So much like uh, you'll hear a line of dialogue, but you won't respond. Instead, you'll look out of a window for far too long. There's probably a lot of those scenes. Yeah. But, and I get that. So, yes, we've heard of Out of Africa. We just heard of Mashima tonight. But Out of Africa, people are like, 85 totally defines it. I don't know if hearing of a movie is is the same as defining a year. Well, yeah, that's one thing is that uh, uh, all of our trolls – that always write to us like they're going to freak out if we kick out Goonies or Breakfast Club or a movie that's coming up later out of Africa trolls. They're 30 years older than that and do not know how to be on the internet. So <laughs> we're going to get I like sharply worded letters. <laughs> oh no, I don't want to deal with that. See actual handwriting sirs who make the podcast. I can see the argument of how we are not doing our job if we pick Mishima, but uh, I guys, it's- I don't care. It's our freaking show, though, right? Like, we, it, we should, like, want to see movies that we think are going to be interesting. It should be okay for us to do that. And, like, one of... And Paul Trader's, like, kind of important to this show, That's right? That's true. Like, that name is big. 
Yeah, so like it's just let's watch something we super care about yeah. and is interesting and not something that we like see coming as boring from so far away. And then the whole time we're going to like dread having to watch it. We're going to hate watching it the entire time. I'm going to watch it at one and a half speed and not tell you guys. <laughs> and it's still going to no. drag on. <laughs> no, I would honestly, I would never do that, you guys, because I'm a legitimate film critic. All but right. I would be tempted to. All right, all of you out of Africa trolls, uh, start up that 56K modem and get ready to write an email because <laughs> I think I know what's about to happen. Greg, what are you going to vote for? Mishima. Michael? Mishima. Out of Africa, you are out of this bracket. Greg, your movie's up next. You chose Return to Oz. I did. You had all or you had all but like 32 movies from 85 to, to uh, choose from, and you chose Return to Oz. Yeah. Why? Because I've never seen Cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because Cocoon's a movie we have not mentioned, but I feel like easily could have been like even one of the ones we did a, a show about, right? Yeah. That, or, yeah, like... Um, uh, Letterbox is not a fan, and again, it's one of those movies that like is a joke and not really relevant to today. So I, I was shocked that it did not make the bracket. I think it it would have been fun too because it's about like look at these fucking old people. And honestly, dude, like the old people in that movie are like maybe fifteen years older than I am, <laughs> which is not the same age as me. But like that would just be so funny to be like, look at Wilford Brimley. Can you believe yeah. this guy is fifty four? It stars <laughs> Wilford Brimley, who is like the poster child of. People uh, from the past were way older than you are now. <laughs> but I chose Return to Oz because, you know, the movies of the 80s were big for my childhood, obviously. And this one just had a power to it. And also because it's associated with um, the, the the movie that it's not really a sequel to, but obviously The Wizard of Oz. And that's as like big as movies, probably even bigger. Uh, it comes from Disney, a company that I, I love and a company that was going through like a really weird time in the in the 80s. Uh, it introduced us to craft star Feruza Balk. Feruza Balk, yeah. Oh, we, we did not talk about Feruza Balk. Is she Dorothy? And she, yeah, and oh, she fuck. is an absolute baby in this movie. And like, she is such a, such a young child. And all I could think the entire time was like, you shouldn't, like, we shouldn't have kids this young starring in movies. Like, I'm sure this was a messed up experience for her. Um, and she's okay in it. It The practical effects in this movie, some of them are really, really impressive. And we went off on this in, in the Patreon show, but like the, the makeup and the special effects they did for the character, the gnome King, the ultimate like big bad in this movie are so freaking amazing. I can't believe they did it. It's not a great movie. It's kind of boring, but I did want to talk about it. And it seemed like a, we finally had an opportunity to, are they Tim Curry legend? Amazing. They're om- they, they're not that amazing. Cause I consider like Tim Curry's like devil legend character to be like the, the best makeup of all time. Mm-hmm. This is very close though. I was I was blown away. Like they really knew what they were doing in the in the eighties. I think part of it was that they used very dangerous chemicals that they don't that after a while they didn't want to put on actors' faces anymore. Nice. Uh like the guy that played Worf, Michael Dorn, like has like permanent skin conditions from them just like fucking gluing that thing to his dome. Oh shit. Yeah. Didn't he go to uh, act in Star Trek things? Was that excuse the same me? guy? Was that That's was what he... he's talking about. Michael oh. Dorn's not in the Return to Oz, is he? Uh, I, oh, no. He, yeah. He's Worf. I thought he was in Return to Oz and then only had to take Star Trek-like roles because yeah. that's <laughs> how his, the top of his head was. <laughs> You've made me a freak. <laughs> now I must retire to television. The only other thing that I remember about it, uh, I remember them saying, like, this is not your daddy's Oz. Uh, and it wasn't. Which it turns out Daddy's Oz was the HBO show Oz. Which, <laughs> 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 my daddy loved that. But uh, 
it was like these are, you don't remember these characters because one has a pumpkin head and that guy with uh-huh. the pumpkin head really stuck with me <laughs> yeah and very clearly tim burton like was like you know what this would be good if you just turned this one into a different character and then it's just jack skellington uh-huh. <laughs> it's like he's built exactly like jack skellington except he took jack skellington and made his head like kind of like a skull greg return to oz is going up against brazil yeah dude oh man and it turns out uh, Brazil is a very good movie and is the type of movie that somebody makes so that people can sit around and talk about it. And it is just going to blow Return to Oz away. I'm, I, I brought it up so we could talk about it briefly, but this show was built to talk about movies like Brazil. I mean, like, yeah, if you were on a podcast with two other of your best friends and a movie like Brazil is out there, shouldn't we do it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the music, the cinematography, the effects, the creepiness of the whole thing. Uh, a guy wears a mask that looks like a baby's face. No, I feel like I'm out. Return to I, Oz. I feel like that was the first time I had ever seen that, and it made a big impression on me when I was a kid. Plus, like we have my favorite situation, which is we have to do this movie, but also uh, two have seen, one has not. And I, like I love those episodes of our show where like Mike, uh-huh. you're the one who hasn't seen this time, and yeah, that I, I think that's always cool. To, like uh, swish that dynamic around, you know? Yeah, for sure. All right, Greg, good pick. It made it to the Sweet 16, but does anybody want to vote for Return to Oz? No, thank you. All right. Watch out for wheelers, though, everybody. Oh, what does that mean? Your (laughs) your final matchup, and I want to point out, real quick before we go to this, I want to point out Greg's color purple speech. I want to point out us moving come and see past Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Um, And so I want no notes. I want no emails, because your sixth seed, a higher seed is Akira Kurosawa's Ron, and your eleventh seed is Rocky Four. And I understand that a lot of you out there like really like Rocky Four is your Goonies or Breakfast Club, but we are going to we could talk about an Akira Kurosawa movie on the show. Yeah. Go fuck yourself as hard as you can. Yeah, you don't start a movie podcast so that you can talk like, about talk Rocky about Four. Rocky Four. <laughs> Yeah. Unless you're the kind of movie podcast that it just says this happened, yeah, and then this happened, what? So, but I guess this is kind of our opportunity. So, like Rocky One comes out, and that's a film, right? That's like he set out and he made a capital F film there. And how did it then turn into this franchise of he comes back every single movie, and there's like a new gimmick? I think if you watch the first one, it is it's good, but it's like you can feel it. Uh, using all the tropes of the past in, like, sort of a Star Wars way, setting up all the tropes for the future, and it's way more likable than it is quality filmmaking. Mm. And then, and that right there, what I just said, is the MCU right there is just, like, ripe for sequels, and all of those sequels are going to drain, like, learn all the worst lessons, learn none of the <laughs> good lessons, and then just, you know, demolish the series. And then, I, you know, I've like, Rocky Two is worse than Rocky, Rocky Three is a step below that, and then Rocky Four because we have... Uh, Russia and communism in 1985 just blew the fuck up. Can I just point out though that like um, the over the top weird stuff over the top. That the r- That's a different Sylvester Stallone. Can I point out over the top, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you'll derail this whole thing. You stop it. Okay. Uh, the crazy stuff the Russians do in this movie that is like just so classic 80s, like, oh my God, we turned them into such monsters. It turns out they were doing that kind of shit in like the Olympics. They were seriously like doping up all their athletes in like the 2018 Olympics. 
And then they were breaking into the labs to replace the athlete's urine with clean <laughs> urine. And they got caught doing that, like breaking in and replacing urine. So the stuff that they do for Dolph Lundgren in this is shit they like really did for the Olympics. Okay, they should make that movie. I want to see the pee movie. They should make that movie. Pee heist. What is, pee heist. Pee heist. What is more likely, though, that uh, Rocky Four knew about stuff long before we uh, we did or Russia watched Rocky Four and Boom. said, oh, we could do all of oh, that. And then if just they think us that anyway, we just do it then. That's the thing. If you're going to get blamed, just do it anyway. This does have the line, like, I must crush you, which is still, that's, gentlemen, you always use that with your ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I will crush on you is what you're saying. Yeah. I have a crush on you. I'm not a player. I just crush a lot. <laughs> like a lot, a lot. Sorry. Um, but yeah, oh, uh, we have Akira Kurosawa's King Lear, his Shakespeare yeah, adaptation dude. right here, uh, going up against all of these other movies. Uh, I like if, if we didn't already pick the Patreon, I could definitely see it being Rocky Four. I've never seen it. I should probably see it. it. Uh, people seem to love it. But and I, I do think that like if it was against something else, I could see it as one of the elite eight. I really could just because of how Goonies iconic it is. Mm-hmm. But I don't like right now. Whatever. Uh, Greg, Ron or Rocky Four? Ron. Mike? I've only seen Creed in that franchise, and I'm totally fine with that continuing. Ron. <laughs> Holy shit. Scorsese versus Kurosawa in this upcoming season of 85 high school bullshit children's movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking nuts. Uh, all right, gentlemen, your eight movies are... Oh, dang, here we go. Back to the Future... After Hours, The Goonies, Come and See, The Breakfast Club, Mishima, A Tale in Four Stories, Brazil, and Akira Kurosawa's Ron. Guys, I have no idea what to make of this. Who's going to win? This is the best season we've ever done. I'm this is a This is deeply weird. This is a deeply <laughs> weird season. <laughs> I, I, will, I, I think that I can only say that The Goonies will not. That is like yeah. the that's the furthest limb I'm willing to go out on right now. Do, having seen the the top thirty two movies though, didn't we do an okay job getting a representative sample of them? We didn't go just all th- for one. We didn't throw out Goonies. We didn't throw out Back to the Future, but we did embrace like your kind of like chunkier, crunchier movies as well. Yes, yeah, it yeah, feels we, like it's going to paint a picture of eighty five. We're great at this. Yeah, dude. That's I what agree. the listeners want. They want to hear us talk about what a good job we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is this still Patreon? Only they care about this stuff. Uh, but yeah, ultimately, I think it's that thing of um, out of Africa's, like, do not belong here. It's, you know, the movies that we grew up with and the movies that somehow spent 30 years finding their way to the top so that yeah. we know, you know, like, it would have sucked to do the show in 1986. It really would have been out of Africa versus the trip to Bountiful, you know, and now... <laughs> This is this is all of the mo- all of the movies that there could be, except for NASCAR. That's my favorite genre, and that's not represented. But other than that, we have them all. When did Days of Thunder come out? Uh, yeah, that's like '89, dude. That's like '89, man. And we're not doing '89 because Days of Thunder is seed one through sixteen. So like, yeah. what the fuck would the point be? Just watch Days of Thunder, idiots. <laughs> His name is Cole Trickle, and he'll fucking race <laughs> into your heart. Is Nicole Kidman in that movie? She is. Yeah, that's where she's they like. Met. Yeah, she's and she plays a very attractive woman in that movie, right? It's oh, the, so out of type. It, it's the start <laughs> of the trilogy that is uh, Days of Thunder, Far and Away, Eyes Wide Shut. Really, yeah. <laughs> slams that trilogy home. Do you mean movie of the year? Mo- yeah, Eyes Wide Shut. I have, Ryan? It is its official title now, uh, guys. We have to get out of here. I am 
insanely excited for 1985. I think this is going to be crazy. Uh, Mike, before we go, can you tell us about uh, websites that you could go to to support us? And you know what? Throw one in that doesn't support us. All right. Go to (laughs) yourpopfilter.com. That supports us by just like finding uh, all the stuff we make. Patreon.com slash yourpopfilter supports us directly financially because you lose money every month, but you gain sweet sweet content every month and i mean then, you spend money i don't know if you lose it. <laughs> yeah you don't lose it i mean it's it's good for you well we probably. have it don't worry yeah we'll get it it's not just loss of the ether right like i i feel like maybe ah uh, i fucked that up and then but, but I, yeah just the worst sales pitch like i'm sorry <laughs> you're if you want to buy the 60 dollars vacuum you will lose 60 dollars <laughs> I will. Gi- I'll give you this vacuum to make up for it, but you just lost that sixty dollars. <laughs> all right, and then uh, do you know who doesn't support us at all? But check it out, especially if you're looking for a job in these hard times. LinkedIn. They're just they're just quietly doing good work. They they're not making waves. There's nothing evil going on. They're just doing the thing. Do you know why I don't use LinkedIn? Uh, is because one too many emails. Two, uh, I've heard that unlike other social media sites, um, if you check out somebody's page, they will let that person know. Oh, they yeah. let you directly know. <laughs> That, dude. So, hey, listeners who we don't talk to in real life who keep looking at my LinkedIn, I fucking see it. It's weird me out. Please stop. <laughs> uh, Mike, the only listeners we have are people that check out your LinkedIn, get nervous, and then listen to the show to make up for that. So you just you dropped us to zero. Greg, what are yes, the sir. other podcasts that we do? Superhero Show Show yeah. is a podcast with Cassie, a.k.a. The Funny One, and you guys talk about all the superhero shows. Like, for instance, Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong. There is a Stargirl yeah, show now. Is. And my God, is it dope. Is it good? Yeah. It's a Great. It's awesome. Th- there's a new superhero show called Snowpiercer, based on the movie Snowpiercer, based on the comic book Snowpiercer. And <laughs> Stargirl is way better than that by a billion. Damn. I'm not surprised, because actually when that network means to, they hire very talented people and they get results. It's fun to dunk on CW, but... All their shows have been good for at least one beginning period. Uh, <laughs> or they have many shows that have been good for at least a short time. It's every um, relationship I've ever been in. It's like, eh, I don't want to try anymore. And then also there's the OCD where you and Mike talk about every episode of the OC. Are you guys getting close to like the end of that? We are on. We, we hit 100. We did the first uh, two seasons. We're going to go on hiatus right now. Okay. For a little so bit. Not that, then not that show then. Uh, go, there's a hundred episodes you probably haven't listened to, and then what? The panel panel? That's just for the Patreon Patreons. But yeah, check oh. out Patreon because you'll gain another whole new show called nice, the Panel Panel. Mike. Nice. I love how if Greg repeats a word, then Mike has to repeat the word. It's for the Patreon Patreon. Mike, do you want to announce the new Pop Filter show? What's the new Pop Filter show? Oh yes. Are you asking me to do it, or just if we should do it? No, I'm asking you to do it. Somebody okay. do. Hey guys, let's somebody announce. There is, you've been getting bonus episodes of Moody all about 2020 that could not uh, come out in theaters, so we watched them. And that's getting depressing, and we want to look back <laughs> to the past. Uh, so every other week, you will getting a bonus bracket all about 1985. What? That's what this is about. We're going deep dive on a genre, bitches. It's all about the horror of 1985. Oh, dang. If you were listening to this bracket, you heard every horror movie get kicked the fuck out. You know that, like... Greg is on Moody, so we're just not going to do horror movies. Let's do them am, somewhere else. I'm the Dikembe Mutombo of <laughs> horror movies on this show. I just uh-huh. wagging my finger. Even things that low key scare me, like uh, the the Pee Wee's Big Adventure, the Large Marge thing. I didn't even mention that. 
What about? But I got that show. I got that movie kicked out. What about like when you're walking around a corner and Tom Hiddleston jumps out? Yeah, that that as well. Loki no scares way. you. It's it, <laughs> Loki. Uh, uh, yeah. So me. Oh, Loki. Yeah. <laughs> me, Mike Tompkins, uh, and a variety of guests are going to conquer 1985's horror. Mike, how do you uh, touch base with us? Oh, contact at yourpopfilter.com is how you email us. Did we already do this? No. Oh, okay. Did, uh, just because you're being a little sassy about it, Mike. Yeah. Am I? I just, for, my brain kind of broke for a second. How about Twitter, at your pop filter, Ryan? Yeah. How about at your pop filter, Instagram? Motherfuckers, like, I, uh, like, even though we're, you know, Zooming right now, I thought I saw Mike wink at Greg in, like, a Brady Bunch way below his screen, <laughs> and then Greg winked back, and I started freaking out. Uh, what's our Instagram? Did you do that one? Uh, yeah, at your pop filter. All right. Is that all the things? Uh, Mike. Shady Monk. Shady Monk. Who brings Shady yeah, Monk. Greg, got it. Mm-hmm. Shady Monk. Greg, who brings the music to our house? If you are on Bandcamp or SoundCloud or, and this is canon at this point, you put your head out of your window and yell for Shady Monk, you will get all of his cool music on any any of those platforms. Or Spotify. Or Spotify. Yeah. Or, you know what? Type it into the internet. Yeah, Some, it's definitely on the internet. So many stupid idiots are driving around thinking, I want to hear music. Let me roll my windows up yeah. and then hear yeah. my car music. Nope. <laughs> no. You roll those windows down and you shout at Shady Monk. He'll be there for you. All right, guys. We have our eight movies. We're heading into the season. I want to thank you guys so much for doing this with me. For... No, I'm not going to do all that. Let's just say keep watching that movie. <laughs>